Cable news, noisy, boring, out of touch. That's why Salem News Channel is different. We keep you in the know. Streaming 24-7 for free. Home to the greatest collection of conservative voices like Dennis Prager, Jay Sekulow, Mike Gallagher, and more. Salem News Channel is unfiltered and unapologetic. Watch anytime, on any screen at snc.tv and local now channel 525 and good morning i'm gary randall thank you so much for joining me today it's wednesday november the 8th 2023 in the year of our lord on november 8 1923 adolf hitler launched his first attempt at seizing power in germany he had a failed coup in munich became known as the beer hall putz Today, in 1793, the Louvre began admitting the public, even though the French Museum had been officially open since August. Today, in 1864, President Abraham Lincoln won re-election as he defeated Democrat challenger George McClellan. Today, in 1889, Montana became the 41st state. Today, in 1966, Republican Ronald Reagan was elected governor of California. Today in 2000, statewide recount began in Florida. It emerged as critical in deciding the winner of the 2000 presidential election. Earlier that day, Vice President Al Gore had telephoned Texas Governor George W. Bush, and he conceded. Then in about an hour, he called back and said, well, I want to withdraw my concession. Most of us remember that, the hanging chads and dimples and all that kind of thing on the ballots. Today in 2016, Republican Donald Trump was elected America's 45th president, defeating Democrat Hillary Clinton. She still hasn't recovered from that. Just, it was either yesterday or the day before, I saw a video clip, a current one, this week, of her explaining to some group she was talking to why she lost the election. Today in 2022, in the midterm elections, Republicans gained a narrow majority in the House while Democrats managed to maintain control of the Senate. Well, yesterday was election day. It was an off-year election, as they call it. It did did not produce good news for Republicans. Ohioans codified the supposed right to abortion in their state constitution. Last night, representing another state-level victory for pro-abortion activists, they pushing ballot measures following the overturning of Roe v. Wade last year. Breitbart this morning called it the dawn of darkness. They said red state Ohio overwhelmingly for quote-unquote right, so-called, to abortion in their constitution. A red state, a Republican state. But that wasn't the only one. There's others. Democrats took the Virginia legislature. They kind of neutered Governor Yunkin, who is a fantastic leader, devout Christian, has created his own wealth, not inherited. He has done things that others haven't done, and he stood up to the system in Virginia, a once very conservative state, 
and now now he's at a disadvantage to do what he wanted to do. As of 11 o'clock last night, the Democrats had won 51 seats in the House with three races still up in the air. And that included a porn candidate, pornography, Susanna Gibson. The fact that Virginians were even seriously considered someone who sold sex acts on the camera during her campaign tells you we need to pray for our nation. It isn't maybe just one state. It isn't just Virginia. What are we thinking in America? You say, well, there must be some misunderstanding. No, there isn't. No, I haven't seen the videos, nor am I going to see them. But I'm absolutely sure they're out there because everybody, a lot of people have seen them and they're talking about them. She and her husband made sex videos, a live streaming on television. And she, as of last night, she was leading. And it was public. She talked about it. She's a nurse practitioner. About an hour ago, they announced that she had not won. She narrowly lost the seat to Owens, who was, um, he was declared the winner just this morning, just about an hour ago. Democrat Party had a huge night on Tuesday. The Washington Examiner says they were holding on to the governor's mansion in Kentucky and the Senate in Virginia while also managing to flip the Virginia House. If Patrick Henry would have seen the results of this election yesterday in America, in Virginia in particular, Patrick Henry, who loved that state, led that state, was a founding father of America, he would not have taken a step back and said, oh my, there's nothing we can do about this. He would have taken a stand with the same kind of energy that he had when he told his colleagues, give me liberty or give me death. But he's not here now. The mantle has been passed to us. One race in Virginia House was particularly close. (laughs) That was the one I mentioned. Susanna Gibson, the exhibitionist with her husband, was leading throughout the night. Only this morning were they able to announce that Republican David Owen prevailed and won the election. In each state, Republicans tried a different response to the abortion attacks. None of them worked. Eventually, abortion has to subside, according to the Washington Examiner, kind of a most of the time, leans a little to the right. But they're saying none of them worked. Eventually, abortion has to subside as a salient issue for voters, including including the Ohio measure last night, the one I just mentioned. A total of seven states have now passed statewide laws making it easier to get abortions. At least in these states, the issue has to be less important going forward. Really? So abortion is merely a political ping-pong ball that we kind of bat back and forth politically? I don't think so. I think life is worth more than that. I really do, and I believe God believes that. God knows that because he created life. He breathed life into dust as he created us out of the dust of the earth. I think it's a 
almost blasphemy, but certainly an assault on God himself to suggest that abortion is a mere political issue. It isn't. Life isn't a political issue. States do not have the right under God to put in their constitution whether the people vote for it or not. They don't have the right under God to make those kinds of moral declarations. We're going to choose which lives can live and which lives must be snuffed out. If it isn't convenient, kill the baby. Seven states have now made sure that they can continue to kill the baby in their state if they're unwanted. If you want one, it's kind of like a pet. Remember when people had pets and they treated them like dogs and cats, not like children? Now we're treating children like pets. If you don't want one, you can be nice about it. I mean, you can be humane and take them to a shelter or have them put down if they're not doing well. Sad. But don't be discouraged. (laughs) You say, I already am. Romans chapter 5, verse 3 through 5, in the King James says, And not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, knowing that tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience, and experience hope, and hope maketh not ashamed. Because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. Second Chronicles chapter 15, verse 7 says, Be ye strong, therefore, and let not your hands be weak, for your work shall be rewarded. Well, it didn't seem rewarded last night, but it will. Persevere. Galatians chapter 6, verse 9 said, And let us not be weary in well-doing, for in due season we shall reap if we faint not. Hang in there. It's going to get better. we got to talk about it. we got to know what's going on. But don't be discouraged. God is in control. President Biden, he felt a little in control last night. He, he was, after he saw the evening was kind of going toward the Democrats, and it did. I mean, just to, we got to be honest, it did. President Joe Biden found himself out there fundraising. Yeah, last night, before the rooster crowed this morning, he was out there fundraising off the Democrats' nearly flawless, some political journals called it, flawless election day on Tuesday. He was using the victories in Ohio and Kentucky and Virginia to draw a contrast between democracy and mega. (laughs) Make America great again. He was attacking Donald Trump and all the people who voted for him and would like to vote for him again in the election. He was categorizing all of us as anti-democracy. And he was raising money, asking people to send him money to help him do more of what he's doing, which isn't all that much, really. But what he does do is very destructive. As I said, in Ohio, the state passed an initiative to block bans on abortion By adding protections to the state constitution in Virginia, the Democrats appeared to retain power in the Senate. Joe Biden came out on X 
formerly Twitter. He said, across the country tonight, democracy won, and MAGA, M-A-G-A, Make America Great Again, lost. He said, voters vote, polls don't. (laughs) Well, somebody gave him that little phrase because he is miserably behind in the polls, behind Donald Trump. He's not behind the others that are running on the Republican ticket, but he's way behind, in some cases, Donald Trump. And so are the others that are running for the nomination of the Republican Party. He said, voters vote, polls don't. Then he began asking for campaign contributions. Now he said, now let's go win next year. Donate to join us. He said, the Ohio decision to put in the Constitution, the right so-called to abortion, he said, that protects the fundamental freedoms When did we have a fundamental freedom to kill unwanted children in the womb and out of the womb in some cases? He said, in Ohio, voters protected access to reproductive health in their state constitution. And on and on. And I don't know what else he said. I couldn't understand, but you get the point. That was the direction that he was going. Well, when NBC News host the third GOP primary debate tonight. It will do so in partnership with the conservative media organization that bankrolled, this is according to the Washington Post, Jeff Bezos' newspaper. When NBC News hosts the third GOP primary debate in, yeah, of the 2024 cycle tonight, it will do so in partnership with a conservative media organization that, quote, bankrolled, This is the Washington Post, bankrolled, in the words of the company executive, a documentary floating flimsy allegations of fraud in the 2020 presidential election. Such partnerships, the Post says, are commonplace for Republican debates. The same organization, Salem Media Group, some of you are listening to me on a Salem Media Group station as we speak. The same organization, The Washington Post says Salem Media Group co-hosted four debates with CNN as a media partner during the 2016 election cycle. But in the years since, many of its popular talk radio and podcast hosts have made notably inflammatory remarks about political figures and social issues, in addition to Salem's investment in pro-Donald Trump 2020 revisionism. (laughs) That's the Washington Post talking about Salem Media. It was the Republican National Committee that assigned Salem to partner with NBC, they say. And although Salem radio host Hugh Hewitt will serve as one of the moderators, NBC News will retain full editorial control over the questions asked. That's according to a network spokesperson. Washington Post continues. They said, still, Salem's overtly political and rightward shift has raised questions about the undertaking. This is a major mistake for NBC, says Brian Rosenwald, who wrote a book in 2019. He wrote a book about the history of political talk radio, and it wasn't, wasn't kind. So they're quoting him. He said, I think it really undermines their journalistic credibility. Is he suggesting that NBC has journalistic credibility? If he is, 
he needs to take a nap because, boy, he needs help. They don't have journalistic integrity and credibility. Nobody believes. All you have to do is look at any poll. Nobody believes the media anymore. It isn't just NBC, but they're usually at the bottom of the of the bunch. Nobody believes the media. I mean, they, they, don't, they, they know they're not hearing the truth. That's why they look to alternative sources. And that's why we, in our way, try to use this half hour to get the news out and do it from a biblical perspective. And we try to talk about what's happening today, and that's why we do this program live every morning. So that we can talk about what's live and relevant at the moment, as well as around this, yesterday, today, what's going to happen tomorrow, and so on. And I want to thank you for supporting us, because believe me, Believe me, we couldn't do this and wouldn't be able to do it at all without you. We need your help. We need you to stand with us, and you do, and I thank you. We need your help this month. Our address is Box 399, Bellevue, Washington, 98009. Thank you in advance for supporting what we're trying to do each day. How many times have we heard President Biden publicly Publicly, tell the LGBTQIA plus, whatever, ever. I mean, they keep adding numbers and words and signs and symbols. And How many times, though, have we heard him tell them, specifically the transgender movement, the president of the United States, I've got your back. Well, last week, On November the 1st, President Biden was in Minnesota giving a little speech trying to shore up his declining support in the state and raise some money. Now, last night was good for the Republicans. I think we need to take a look. I digress a moment from Biden, and I want to tell you who's influencing him. I I think conservatives need to take another look at the leadership and the RNC. I know many of you listening to me don't agree with that, but I at least consider it because some of you are in influential places because I, I hear from you within the Republican Party. And I don't think I don't think the Republicans have the right party, a right leadership in the party in the RNC. I, I don't see it. I see Rona rolling over people that try to challenge her. But I don't think she's she I don't think she's giving good leadership. And you say, well, yes, she is. Well, why are we losing? Continuously. Not just last night and yesterday. But election after election after election in recent years. I'm not putting all the blame on her, but she better take part of it because she's supposed to be the chairman and the leader. I think some of you, and I'm speaking specifically to some that I know listen to this program, you better think that over. Because maybe you're too close to it. Maybe there's a personal relationship there, and that, that's great. But it sure isn't helping the cause of conservatism and biblical values that are written, well-written, into the Republican Party platform. I wouldn't be a Republican if it weren't for the platform because some of the people in the party I could never support. And I don't want to see that party drift to the left to accommodate 
the fact that, well, abortion's a real hot, you know, hot potato now politically, so we better back off that. Let's don't stand for abortion in the next election. That's what I see coming. Be very, very careful with the leaders you choose internally in the Republican political party. Anyway, last week, on November the 1st, President Biden, he was giving a little talk, trying to shore up his declining declining support in the state. He was trying to raise some money. And this man, pretending to be a woman, claiming to be a rabbi, interrupted the president and said he was a woman and a rabbi named Jessica Rosenberg. I mentioned this that day, but I didn't know the backstory. I do now. I want to share a little bit of it with you. This man, pretending to be a woman, claiming to be a rabbi, interrupted the president, and she said, he said, if you care about the Jewish people as a rabbi, I need you to call for a ceasefire right now. Well, anybody can stand up in a little talk. I mean, Biden doesn't draw big crowds. I mean, there's just a few people come out, honestly, to hear him speak. I mean, several hundred are, are, you know, they, they celebrate. So anyway, it was a smaller group, and he was talking to them. Anyway, she inter- inter- interrupted him and, and said and called for a ceasefire right now. Well, you know, you get people like that. I mean, I've had people challenge me when I was publicly speaking, and I'm nobody. So you get that if you're the president or somebody important. But after repeatedly telling the world he backs Israel 100%, and surprisingly so to some of us at that moment, The president pivoted and said to this confused man who isn't a rabbi by anything other than his own declaration. He looked at the guy and he says, you know, we should call for a pause in the Israel campaign against Hamas in the Gaza Strip. The administration around Biden, the people he's put in place to, quote, support him, were were shocked. They go, wow, we had a policy change right in front of the cameras. They were running around trying to change the policy now. He had said all along that he wouldn't do that. A transgender, a a man who's pretending to be a woman and pretending to be a rabbi, stands up and confronts him with a single sentence, we should call a pause in the Israel campaign against Hamas in the Gaza Strip. And the President of the United States pivots and says, yeah, what's the matter with us? Of course he was wanted to do that all along, but he was, politically he was restrained. And somehow this transgender guy who needs help influences the president of the United States to change direction, at least with public Probably not in his heart. He probably wanted to do this all along. He was misleading the public. But then he saw the opportunity and he was a little afraid politically for the area, for Minnesota in particular. After repeatedly telling the world he backs Israel 100%, he goes to this transgender. I mean, I, I put a picture of this Jessica Rosenberg in a article that I wrote today. It's on our website, faithandfreedom, A-N-D, freedom.us. And you just need to see the picture. 
I have some Jewish friends. I won't go into that, but boy. A real pause, Breitbart News said at the time, a real pause would be a strategic problem for Israel, which is trying to wipe out the Hamas military in Gaza before growing protests by Arab world Muslims could be can destabilize the region. I mean, most of us knew that. I mean, we kind of know. We can read and write and so on. The political power of woke activists is an unexpected result of the progressive policy of importing millions of migrants to divide and diversify America. They thought they were building their party, but now they're challenging the party that thought they were building it from these illegals. Do you think there isn't a plan behind our open borders? Of course there is. And yeah, there's for, there's cheap labor involved in it. That's certainly an issue. But the other issue is they're assuming that if millions of people pour across the border under a Biden administration, they will somehow figure out how to get a ballot in their hand or someone else will do it for them and they'll vote and they'll vote just straight ticket Democrat. They, they plan on that. They're counting on that. Now, all of a sudden, one of them stands up and challenges Joe Biden and says, you're not far enough to the left. I'm a rabbi, or I'm a woman, and so on. It's sick. Really pathetic. We need leadership in this country. In practice, they say Biden's call for a pause is likely a mere sop to the state's Muslims whose continued poverty keeps them in kind of a thrall to the Democrats' tax-and-spend policy. So far, Biden and his deputies have not seriously pressured Israel to stop their Gaza offensive. In fact, he's providing military and economic support for the battle through Gaza streets and buildings. Rosenberg's role spotlights this expanding clout of the post-progressive woke radicalism. So within the radical woke bubble that these guys have been living in, all of a sudden people in their own little bubble with them are now pointing their finger and saying, you're not far enough left. I don't think they counted on that. So they're just now trying to prove that they are, which is exactly what the influencers wanted them to do, whether it's a fake rabbi and a fake woman or whatever. That's what's happening within that political party. That's why I say it's so important that the Republicans take a look at yourself. Take a look at some of the leadership. Use the new Speaker of the House as a model. Get more men and women like him to lead. Not like some of them that you've chosen. You're going to lose some people if you continue on this path. Rosenberg's role spotlights the expanding clout that they have. In general, woke officials view politics as a battle of identity groups seeking freedom from acclaimed hierarchy of oppressors. That's Marxism in its stark naked form. And that's what's going on in our country. And we saw some of the results of it last night. Is it too late? No, it's not too late. God can turn any battle around. And this is a battle. It's a wrestling match, and we don't wrestle against flesh and blood, but against powers and principalities. That's what's going on in our country today. So stand firm. Don't be discouraged. Just stand firm in the Lord. Trust the Lord with all your heart. Lean not to your own understanding, but in all your ways, acknowledge him. 
and he will show us the path. Thanks for being with me today. I'll see you tomorrow.